this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello everyone, you're on with Mac and Buckles here on the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by super fans, with super fans, for super fans. Mac, how the hell are you going, mate? Mate, I'm going well. Uh, hot day at work today. They said it was 28 degrees, felt like a thousand uh, with the humidity, but I'm ready to go for this podcast, our first one of the season. Um, keen to go with this new season, Heroes vs. Villains. Yeah, Heroes vs. Villains. What a way to bring in the eighth season of Australian Survivor. Um, the biggest American season, a lot of people will say. The best American season in my point of view, and pro- probably the best season in any franchise that I've seen. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, you could definitely argue that. Uh, season 20 of American Survivor, Heroes of Villains. Um, it's been voted number one in like most of the any sort of rankings you see. Um, it was, like, apart from All-Stars, it was the first all-returning cast they had, and it really lived up to the billing. Um, like, the biggest names ever, and it was a great season with a lot of... A lot of good moves, particularly around idols. Um, so hopefully we see something similar in our version. Um, I'm probably not as hopeful, just based on, uh, you know, we're doing heroes and villains on people we haven't even seen yet. But, um, yeah, look, it'd be interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I, I completely agree. This is going to be interesting. I think a lot of eyes are going to be on, can Australian Survivor make this happen? And can they do it well? Because... We sort of butchered blood versus water a little bit. It was an all right season. A lot of controversy around it. A lot of talk around it. Twitter loved it. Slash hated it. I don't know what you call Twitter. Twitter loves slash hates everything. Well, you're not a buckles. Ah, it was a it was a it was a good season. I I loved some of the characters were awesome. I was hoping for a break of hearing the Joker said. Um, unfortunately, I'm not sure how much of a break I'm going to get. I've got some bad news for you. The Joker's back, baby. Oh, what? Oh, no. no. I, I don't know if I can, uh, I don't know if I can watch this season. If you I hear that one more on. time. <laughs> how many times did you say it per episode, do you think? Oh, man. It, it, was, it, was, it was at least seven in one episode that he said out of his mouth, not even out of other people's mouths. And that was just the episode I skipped through just to check. Yeah. Oh. It was yeah. horrible. It was a horrible time. And I guess when you combine him and now George, it's like, well, who is going to get the most confessionals of the season? Oh, yeah. It's uh, oh, definitely George. I think George has got it over him. Um, George is the front runner. You can see Haley and George in the pregame, the pregame videos. Like, more than half of them have just been around Haley and George. We got one from Anubi. We got a Shawnee one. Um, but it's pretty much King vs. Queen. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the story writes itself, and yeah, it's, it is sort of like the hero versus the villain. It's, I mean, for some reason, one of them is a hero, one of them is a villain, even though they played, I would say, very similar games. Um, yeah. But I guess they're like the two biggest characters of like since All Stars, I, I guess. Um, so you have to put them as top billing, and that's your marketing there. So yeah, look, it's it's all set up for a, a huge season. Um, yeah, like like I said, I don't think it's going to live up to the US version because that really was. Like, yeah, the greatest season ever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, it could be, hopefully, like Australia's best season to, to date. Yeah, definitely. 
And um, before we sort of get into it, if you think back to Heroes vs. Villains, there were some real nobodies on the cast that um, made it far into the game and did, like, really well. Like, Danielle got all the way to, what was it, fourth? And she was, no one understood why she was brought back. I think it was a bit, I think it was closer to eighth or ninth, I think. Because Jer- no. Jerry, de- Jerry was fourth, definitely. Cause she okay, was Danielle must have been fifth or sixth. Yeah, and then there's Rupert was around there, and then another hero, oh, yeah, Holby right. was there. Yeah, it was a little bit a little bit early in the merge, I think. A little bit early in the merge. Okay. Well, even then, <laughs> even then, like, Courtney Yates, oh, my goodness. Shawnee, 2.0? <laughs> I could show some similarities for sure, yeah. Yeah. she's uh, Shawnee coming back is awesome. I'm very excited for that. She, it, her, her, just her confessionals. Like, if she doesn't get confessional runner, if, she, if George beats her, I'd be genuinely surprised in the episodes that she's in because all her confessionals are gold. Oh, yeah, Shani's definitely a favourite of mine. I don't have high hopes for her. Um, just be, I, I have a theory on how the season's going to go, and I guess we can get into that a little bit later, but um, I can see her being a fairly early boot in my in my theories, I guess. Well, there you go. Well, she, she's a huge character, and some of the huge characters are going to have to go. Well, that's it. That's the name of the game, isn't it? And uh, I guess it. those ones coming in with the, the reputation on their back, the biggest targets, I, like they're always targeted early. Um, I look at someone like Haley being the only winner of the season and and you know, I, I fear for her as well because, you know, especially, well, I'd say the new players, but then I think well, any returnee, if someone's already won, like you don't want them to win again or have a chance to win again. So um, I, I, I feel like she will be an early target. Um, we won't see a Sandra repeat of a, a second win in Heroes vs. Villains, I don't think. No, I don't think. Um, Sandra was lucky enough to have a few winners around her to sort of shelter her. Not to mention the big players that came back in Heroes vs. Villains were so big that Sandra was able to sort of fade into the background a little bit. Um, Haley being the only winner, the only formal winner, um, will find it a lot more difficult, however... I genuinely believe if anyone can do it, it is Haley. Yeah, you could definitely argue she's well. She's certainly one of the Australians' best winners. I mean, we've only had what seven. Um, but you, yeah, to say top three is probably doing a, a bit of disrespect. But her all-round game is very good. Obviously, she turned into this challenge beast by the end of it. But the strategic game was was exceptional. Um, socially, yeah, like she's obviously good. Um, she did get herself voted out, but that's that's you know. So she wasn't perfect, but. She found a way to bounce back and get the win. Um, so it will be interesting to see how she can manage. Uh, again, yeah, same as Johnny. I don't have high hopes for her, so I guess we'll see how we go. Well, let's let's yeah. kind of run through the tribes and, and go player by player. Or yeah, yeah. Well, we might as well get into it. Yeah. Um, do you want to start with the heroes? Yeah, let's start with the heroes, shall we? Oh, uh, actually, nah. Screw it. I got the villains on my side, and I'm going to be the villain and take over the first. You're the first villain podcast day, huh? You want to be the villain of the podcast, mate? Okay, let's go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get it started with George. We've already talked a little bit about him, and he is definitely the biggest male character this season. Correct oh, me if I'm wrong. With, no, without doubt, I'd argue George. I was actually thinking about it today. Like, is he the best? Not best. Sorry, is he the most iconic? one-time player, like, in any franchise in their first season they played. I can't think of anyone with a bigger reputation coming off a season. He's, 
like he smashed the confessionals. I don't know. It might have been the record. I don't know. Um, I, I, I can't think of anyone who played a better first season in terms of like um, airtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I especially not in Australian Survivor. They, I, I, I agree. George, I any franchise, one of a kind. Any franchise, Rupert, Pearl Rupert Islands, one. Yeah, he was the only one that jumped yeah. to mind. Yeah. Um, Maybe Colby. Uh, yeah, Colby. Those real um, hero. Oh, but that was back in the hero phase of yeah, Americans. Yeah, who's the real fan favourite sort of things. But yeah. we're we're in the recruitment phase, mate. We're still looking for pretty people. <laughs> well, that's Australian Survivor, isn't it? If you're not a pseudo celebrity, are you even a survivor? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, this, this is we we look for pretty people. We recruit. We I, there wasn't even a casting call this year, to my knowledge. No. Um, maybe it's too low on the totem pole. Um, and yeah, but like we look over to American Survivor and their recruiting era was some of their darkest times. So let's see if Australia can get out of this. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they'll just bring it back to just, just get cast some fans in there who maybe know the game or at least seen an episode. Um, someone maybe like yourself or myself, um, look, one day we'll be on, I'm sure. And we'll be targeted because <laughs> we have a podcast, you know, <laughs> I'll be like that. Yeah, maybe we'll be recruited because we've got a podcast. Yeah. Um, then we'll get targeted because we've just called, uh, we've um, just complained about uh, Geordie for saying the Joker too many times. And we've complained <laughs> about Haley, who's probably the best Survivor winner we've had or the most shapeable Survivor winner that we've had in Australian Survivor. We've t- said that she's pretty close to being voted out first. <laughs> This is the truth. Maybe, maybe when their podcast, it gets so big, we're now celebrities and that's how we get on. I think that's how big. Yeah, there you go. There, there we go. go. Loopholes. Yeah. All right. So everyone, you hear that? You need to like and subscribe because <laughs> we want to get on Survivor someday. Shameless plug. Uh, just, sorry, yeah. just back to George before we move on. Um, yeah, sorry. Obviously, he was like, he's very divisive. And despite what you think, he was a very good player. And he comes in the game with the biggest target, like, you can't argue that. But I think he is that good that I feel like he's going for a good run here as well. I don't think he's going to be... He's going to be targeted early, but I think he's going to survive. And I think his skills will come to the fore against a lot of newbies who maybe don't know the game. Even the, the returnees, a lot of them aren't that good, I don't think. Um, so I really think George can uh, dominate again. Okay. Well, while we're talking about, about loud, high-caliber players, uh, let's get on to George. Yeah. Okay, so Geordie's 26. He's now got a new fiance, a kid on the way. So do you think he's matured a little bit? I mean, you'd hope to think so. He's, he's dating Sam Frost now, and he's, um, I guess he's, what, a year and a half older? Um, I guess with a baby on the way, maybe. But, yeah, you, you know what he's going to be like. If it's not going his way, he's going to cause the chaos. Yeah, he is the Joker, and I'm sure we'll hear it umpteenth amount of times. Um Look, the three okay. episodes that he lasts. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think he'll be all right. Like, obviously, he's some sort of physical asset to the tribe, which you need. I especially think the villains are going to need this because I think the heroes are much more physical. So I don't think they can afford to lose. Oh, him. Um, so yeah, I could see him being like a mid-merge sort of thing, like make it to like eighth and ninth, and that'll be him done. Like, I, I don't think he's got the skills to to really go deep. He, I don't think he has it in him. Look, he's definitely, he definitely at the start of Blood and Water, he was in, he was in the alliance, the alliance that was running, that was running the game, running the table. 
And he was a big part of that alliance. There is some strategy to him. His move getting uh, Sandra out, which you could call probably his biggest move that actually got someone voted out, wasn't all him. Everyone else had to say yes to that. He had to get that past his alliance. And it was the perfect time to get Sandra out because it was post-swap. Yeah. Um, There is some strategy in him. I would have probably preferred to see Jesse back for the strategy part. But for the character, I'm glad Geordie's back. I'm excited to see him cause some chaos, which he will say for the umpteenth time. Um, And I dare say, I reckon he's probably matured a lot. And he's back to win some money. He's not just back to be a loudmouth. He's back to... Really wins some money for his family, so I'm I am I am excited to watch Geordie play again. Yeah, I hopefully just a bit of evolution. Um, you know, he, he did well last time. He came sixth, which is you know respectable. Yeah, yeah. so if, if he yeah, can get, I think he'll be somewhere around that mark. Um, and and obviously being a returnee, they have a huge advantage over the newbies, so maybe that'll hold him in good stead. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, um, I'm actually going to jump to one of the newbies here. So we've got Sarah coming in, 23, former Miss World Australia. The word I have for her is badass. Badass. Badass, because just one look at her and you're just, she's here to win. She, you don't fuck with her. She's here to win. She's going to take you out. She's, she's going to be cutthroat. I'm very excited to watch her play. Um, she... Been in pageants for who knows how many years. That's like that's as brutal as it gets. Yeah, they say that. And is that why she's a villain? Is it because she's a beauty queen? She's a villain. Like, explain me that correlation. I don't. Uh, well, there was a there was a little thing that happened where supposedly she pushed pushed Miss Grease down the stairs or something. Oh, really? Yeah, so she she denies it. She says that um, if she pushed her down the stairs, she wouldn't have gotten up. <laughs> but uh, so there's there that was in the tabloids and in the I, I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's only from the research that I've done. But um, yeah, she supposedly is a little bit villainous. Right. Okay. Real- <laughs> Look, I'll give it a BOD, but at the end of the day, uh, just like you said, I looked at the profile picture of her, and um, you just instantly just think, bitch, um, is she a little bit self-obsessed? She's obviously like a beauty queen. They're probably a little bit demanding. Is she going to get in in a group setting? Um, she's 23, which is not a good age for Survivor. Um, it's not a good age, but like as as I said, like being in like pageants and stuff, she had to grow up quick. Like she she's pretty much been making money off herself for a, a long time, like for a decent period of time. Yeah. So that, that forces someone to grow up quickly. And if you're going to talk about, excuse me, <coughs> if you're going to talk about what's probably the closest to Survivor, I dare say pageants is pretty up there. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've been in any pageants, Tim, but um, <laughs> I don't know if they vote people off or if there's like hidden idols. I'm not really sure. Um, but I don't have high hopes for Sarah. That'd, that'd make it more interesting. Maybe I would have watched it then. Maybe I, maybe because I haven't watched it, I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Forget the bikinis. We need them in buffs. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, okay. Well, after Sarah, let's get into Mimi. 
So Mimi is 30 years old. She's a luxury car PR manager, and she's been an amateur boxer for the last 11 years. Okay. Um, my word for her is proud. She looks self-made, definitely sure of herself, and confident in all her decisions. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't really find much out about it. I saw the amateur boxer thing, and I thought, well, that's that's. It's interesting because, like, obviously she's in sales now. She doesn't look like a huge person, but having that, I guess, that um, that resilience need to be a boxer, the tenacity, the I mean, never back down sort of thing. Um, that'll hold her in good stead for Survivor. Um, my concern is, is she like going to be a challenge asset or not? I'm not sure. She doesn't strike me as a person with a who's hugely likable just from a picture. I mean, I'm basing this off a picture, but she doesn't scream. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a likable person. Um, so like a few other people in this tribe, I don't have high hopes for longevity at all. Look, um, I think when I look at the tribes physically, the females on this tribe are all very strong. Okay. Other than, I guess you could say Jackie. Um, they're the males, not so much. Like, um, Frazier supposedly did, does marathons. Okay. Um, he's quite fit, but he is such a small dude. I, I don't see him being any bigger than George. George has been working out. Did you hear? Oh, I've seen he's, him. Uh, he's got that tattoo on his chest. He's looking buff, you know. He's, yeah, he's looking, yeah, he's looking, he's looking, looking buff. Good. So, who knows? But unfortunately, the heroes, just the men on the heroes, it's the hit outweigh the villains. Like, if Simon wasn't on the villains, that the villains would have no chance. Oh yeah, Simon's there for sure, just to just to give him some some weight, some um some strength, yeah. some size. Well, um, without him, yeah, they, he. That's why I've got him definitely making merge because he they need him. They can't afford to lose him. Yeah. yeah. Look, um, well, while we're there, we might as well get into Simon. Into Simon. So Simon's thirty-two. Obviously, we all know him from getting voted out with two idols, being blindsided by Haley, who was on this season. Um. He's uh, in the little template snippet. He's very nervous about getting voted out with an idol. He's um, had nightmares about it um, for this season. He is actually the person I'm the most excited to watch play. Okay, explain that to me. He is... You could tell he had a mind for the game. I've heard him on podcasts. He's definitely got a mind for the game. I don't agree with everything that he everything that he thinks, but he, he does the stats on physical challenges. He's a survivor super fan and he's a survivor super fan that probably weighs 110 kilo. Yeah. He's a pretty big boy. Like the guy is, is, is a big boy. Um, I got, I was privileged enough to meet the guy and I did not think I'd like him at all. He won me over straight away. Oh, wow. Without a doubt, he was the most. I had the best time chatting with him. One thing he did say to me that I hope he follows is, when you get on the island, being a big physical guy, shut the fuck up and don't make waves. Okay. And um, because of his last season, he actually got the same um, advantage that George got in that first episode. He just got it for the Braun tribe. And that was you send six people back to camp at the first tribal council. Yep. Him getting that advantage pretty much forced him to start making waves from the start. 
because he had to work out strategies to work with this advantage. And that, I believe, was actually what stuffed his game. He didn't Not use it, did he? No. No, he couldn't use it because it was only good for the first tribal council and brain to it. I'm so excited to see Simon play. He, I definitely see him making the merge. Um, I think the worrying part for him is going to be that swap. But again, being physically fit, he might have a lot more longevity than some of the other villains if um, the heroes come in with their numbers up, which I'm guessing is what's going to happen. Yep. Um, so that's a little bit worrying that right before merge, that uh, last two or three votes before pre-mer- uh, before merge is a bit worrying for him. Once he hits merge, I don't even think he's going to be target number one. I think Sean and uh, what's his, Zach Galifianakis? No, that's, <laughs> David Zacharajas. That guy. The... <laughs> AFL, the AFL player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to be sort of the target number ones for the physical challenges. Not to mention Haley. Ah, yeah. Haley getting, uh, Haley getting to merge will be if she gets to merge, she's going to be aimed at in that thirteenth and twelfth and eleventh spot. Yeah, I mean, she, I don't think she's getting there, but we'll get, we'll get to her in a little bit. Um, just let's, let's go, just keep on yeah. Simon for a little bit. I thought, yeah, Simon was a pretty good player in his in his season. He came fourteenth, um, so it's not a great result, but. He had two idols, and he was he was in a good spot. And his undoing was telling his closest alliance that he had two idols. And for some reason, um, that made Danny and Chelsea want to flip on him. I don't get it still, and I, I did feel a bit sorry for him at the time. But I mean, that's that's the game. Um, but like we said, he's he's going to make merge. He's a huge asset for his tribe. He's got a mind for the game. Um, I, I'm not sure if he can win, but I could see him going pretty deep. I think that just being like probably the second biggest guy on the, on the season. He's going to be a target once he goes individual um, because of the, the challenges. Are, they're just so strength-based. And um, it just it's not going to serve him that well. So it, it'll, it'll definitely be merged. I'm, I'm going to call it like maybe 6th, 7th sort of thing. That's my bet. Okay. I, oh, I want to give him my winner pick. Ooh. I want to. I'm no not spoilers. going to. Save it till the end, but uh, interesting. I want to. You have a man. I, uh, oh, mate. It, is there a better looking human on this season to have a man crush on? Well, oh, in all fairness, Sean is pretty I was good. Say, Sean sort of jumps out. You know, he's got Megan Gale. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he did. He did. He's doing all right for himself. So, all right. So, mate. So, it's my second man crush. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, let's move on. Well, we already sort of touched on Shawnee a little bit at the start. Shawnee's only 30. Yeah, that's surprising. Isn't that it? is that is a little bit surprising to me. I think it's because she's been on our TVs for the last few years. That means what? She would have started. That was 2018. So she was 25. Yeah, right. Yeah, and she was such a big character. Like she's had this is her third season go around, and and yeah. first two, yeah, she was a great character. Went deep in both, and everyone loves her. Everyone absolutely loves her, except probably the people that she got voted out after lines. Uh, even them, I think you can. She voted them out, and I still think she had that personality where you don't take it personally. And she calls herself, you know, the greatest social game Australian survivors ever seen. And it's hard to argue. Like she was just good at it. But I do yeah. think um, we've all we've been talking about is the physicality of the heroes, and, and that's going to just it's going to weigh down the villains. And she's never been good at challenges. She sits out a lot, 
And I don't think she can hide in this season. Whereas in the past, she's been in winning teams where she can hide a little bit, like yeah. not going to try well as much. Then the strength isn't as important. I think this season is going to get her early. Yeah, I um, I am worried about her. I am worried about her physically. She has won those challenges. She won a few individual challenges. Unfortunately, in the start of the season, they're not endurance challenges. It's all physical. It's all strength based. And in her bio on template, they call her a challenge beast, um, which was not something I'd usually associate with Shawnee. No. Um, she definitely, she's won three individual immunities over her two seasons. No, that's, that's respectable, um, sure. So it's definitely, definitely respectable, but she's had the problem at the start of each season and you're right, it's going to be a lot harder to hide in this season. Her social game is on point. So if anyone can slip through, he can. But is the target just too big? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because I, I know that she's a huge like personality and everyone knows she's played a few times, but she's, I don't see her as this like, threatening target. Like I would, If I was there with her, I'd probably want to work with her. Like, I wouldn't say, oh, we've got to bait her off. She's too good. Because she doesn't have that, I guess, I don't know what it is, but she seems so... Um, oh, she just puts you at ease, you know? So... I think she won't be a target for that reason. I think she's going to be a target just for physicality. Yeah. Uh, that's that's fair enough. Um, okay, well, let's move on. Let's move on to Michael. Now, Michael is a sports journalist, and for the life of me, I could not find his age. No, I couldn't find it either. I was looking for it. And he's one of the, he's one of two or three that had no ages. So yeah. he could be a vampire. Uh, could have been around for a while. Not sure. Yeah, so... So, from my knowledge, he could be anywhere from 18 to about 83. I think he looked about, I'd say, at least 50 to 60. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with he's in his 40s. Oh, you reckon? Um, okay. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he's early 40s. Right. I just think he's had a bit of a hard life, mate. <laughs> he's actually 21. He just looks a bit weathered. Yeah, just a bit with it. <laughs> he's been out in the sport. He's been doing his sports journalist and he's been out there for too long. He goes to cricket game after cricket game after cricket game, just stands there in the sun without any um, sunblock. Yeah. Um, look, I my word for him was slippery. Uh, the slippery, there's just something about having that, just how he's got his buff around his neck and stuff. <laughs> okay. It's like he's just going to fade into the background and just slip through getting all the goss on his way, which does go with the journalist. I knew he was a journalist before um, making this word. Um, I'm, he's a super fan. He's a super fan. I'm excited to watch him play. I don't know how he's going to go because out of the guys, he does look the least fit Yeah. on, on the villains tribe. Um, and unless he has those social connections, I think he's really going to struggle in that pre-game. Yeah, it's it's really hard. I don't. I honestly don't know anything about him except for he's a journalist and he's a fan. And out of those two points, being a fan is a huge asset coming into the game. Um, when you, when especially you, in this recruitment stage, exactly. Especially in Australian Survivor, where half of these people haven't seen an episode, just knowing the mechanics of the game, knowing and understanding how to split a vote, stuff like that. Um, we've seen it. Like people that didn't know how to do that backfired and they get voted out. Just, just getting it all wrong. Um, 
So just having him knowing the game is is a it's a head start. So I yeah. don't. It's hard to say. I think he might be all right if he can get into alliance early. He's going to find his way, and he could go deep. Um, yeah. And you know, potentially win. I, I just don't know enough about him to make him anything more than that. Yeah, definitely. Being a super fan in this day and age is good. Like Simon went far, Haley went far, George went far. These are all super fans. Mark and Sam studied that. Studied Survivor more than anyone has probably ever studied Survivor before going out there. And they got them the win. Well, that's the thing. You look at, yeah, Christy, season one, she was one of the only, well, her and Nick, really, the only super fans. Um, even Pia, Harry, you know, these people, they're long for the game because they know the game. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I think it will, it will hold him above a lot of those people in his, in his starting tribe, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Liz, 28, a former Olympic pole vaulter. Um, my word for her is confident. <laughs> we'll kick anyone's ass, whether it be physically or in debates. That's what I got for her. Yeah, I've got I've got high hopes for Liz. Honestly, I've, I think she's a, a top contender for me. Um, she's a good age. She's twenty eight. Um, really, you want to sort of be in between like twenty eight and thirty three is like perfect age for winning um, through the years. Uh, she played, so she's a pole vaulter, right? So I want to compare her to like an AFL player like David or Sean. Um, so being an individual sportsman as opposed to a team sportsman, they sort of have to rely on themselves a lot more and, and really drive themselves to push themselves at training and stuff. And I feel like that holds them in really good stead for um, Survivor. Um, yeah. Obviously, they need alliance, but they can sort of – they'll probably be more um, focused on – a bit more selfish in a way. You know, They'll probably want to do what's best for them more than a group. Whereas if you're in a team sport, especially if you're a hero in a team sport, you're really going to look at that, um, like that loyalty sort of thing. And having her maybe being less loyal, maybe more more likely to cut a throat. I think it's going to, she's going to go really well. She's obviously physically fit, so I feel like that'll hold her in the in the early part of the game. Um, she's moved into marketing since pole vaulting, and that's I mean that's some sort of you need to be able to interact with people. So she must have some skills there. Um, I've got really high hopes for her and I think she's going to be like a top three. Yeah. Uh, um, I very much agree. I think uh, she is definitely destined for a long game unless she does something stupid. She, yeah, everything you said there, physically fit. I think her mentioning she's got resting bitch face in her interview could be something. If she pushes that too much, she might rub a few people the wrong way. But we'll see how that goes. Okay. I uh, I definitely have high hopes for her and definitely see her deep into the merge. Yeah, I think having the awareness to know you have resting 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 bitch face means like it's, it's just self awareness. <laughs> it's it's self awareness that a lot of people don't have. Like if you can look at your own flaws, you you can find ways to counteract them. Whereas if you if you oh, just don't think you have any, then that's that's when it gets you in the shit. Yeah. Um, talking about not having flaws. Me? That's all I think about right. when I look at Fraser. <laughs> all right. Who, again, uh, is a real estate agent. Um, from what I understand, he's a motivational speaker, or he at least does those motivational t- talks, um, telling everyone to pump themselves up. He lives his life in 15-minute intervals, it says in his um, little template bio. And again, I could not find his age. <laughs> Yeah, I was the same. I think he must be about like 30, I would say, just by looking at him. Um, 
I don't really know anything about him except he's a real estate. Is that a villainous sort of uh, occupation? I, I was yes, without a doubt. Is it? Come on, let's stop. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Real estate agents, car salesmen—it's they're villainous occupations. Right, and that's enough to be in a villain tribe just because of what you do. Mate, this is, they're making it up as they go. <laughs> I'm not saying it's enough to be in a village, a villain tribe, but like, and it, in his motivational speaking, like that's, or whatever it is, the little videos that he does telling everyone to pump themselves up, I, you'd put him as opposite of villain. Yeah. I just think he's a bit of an influencer. That's a heroic thing to do. Doesn't even sound like he's one of the worst influencers. Maybe he's just, um. He won't just be bad at it, maybe. And he's demotivated yeah, people. Maybe. Um, I think he's uh, in the higher end of followers. I think he even sells his own stuff with his face on it. Oh, right. Okay. So he's pretty big Pretty big time. Yeah, he's, he's a meme and everything. Oh, I've never, I've never noticed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never noticed him. I genuinely don't know a single one of these newbies. Not a single one. Yeah, but that's not even the AFL players. I'm not a. I can't. Ben from New South Wales. I'm a league person. Yeah, that's the same as me. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to know the newbies. That's why they're newbies. Um, I know. Yeah, that that's obviously there's some sort of celebrity. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on Australian Survivor. But exactly. Um, it's good that like they're not super high profile. I suppose. Yeah. I um, wish. I wish I knew someone like Jerry because <laughs> Jerry sounds awesome. But anyway, we'll get to him later. Uh, Jerry Gelch. Jerry Gelch. Um, okay. Now, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Anjali? Anjali? An- I thought it was Anjali, but maybe I'm not Anjali. sure. Yeah, so we've got 48, former CNN journalist, hosted Studio 10 and the project on, on occasion and was on Real Housewives of Melbourne. Um, I can't say I've ever watched a Real Housewives episode. Yes, you have. But yes, you have. Oh, no, no, I don't think Come on. Mate, no, I can't say I ever have, but from my knowledge of it, isn't it just a whole lot of women getting angry at each other? I believe um, it's a very bitchy sort of show, and it's, yeah, I think they just yell at each other, and I'm not not really sure what they do all day, but, um, yeah, like, from what we've seen in the the ads, and Jarlie, that's what I'm going to call her, um, she seems like this big loud mouth who's there. She's there for the TV. She, She knows... She understands the assignment. Um, she knows what she's there for. She's here to make some waves. She is no chance of winning. Um, she's going to be a big character, which is going to be fun to watch, and she'll probably go down in a ball of flames. Yeah, and I can't wait to watch it all go down because she very much looks entertaining. Yeah. I might have to start watching uh, Real Housewives <laughs> if um, there's people like her on it because like, just that quote to the heroes... Like yes, I know it's played up for TV and stuff, but that 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 was awesome. That was awesome. And Heroes Blood's the best of we like Heroes Blood the best or whatever she said. Yeah. Oh man, that's it's a that good just, Yeah, it's that's, a great line. That's why we watched the Yeah, but you sort of at the same time you're like you're blowing up your own game, and she probably doesn't care. But if you want to win, you can't be saying that sort of stuff. So she's there for the fun. She's here for a good time, not a long time. And yeah. I, look, it's going to be fun to watch her. She's going to be definitely high confessionals um, for the first episode or two that she's there. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, well, I've got two more players to talk about. How big's this try? Yeah, I, wanted, I wanted to keep these to last. Okay. And I wanted to keep these to last because I 
am very excited to see both of them play. And I know a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are wondering why the hell they got brought back. Why are they returning? Steve got voted out in fourth. 21st he came. What? Yeah, 21st. Yeah, 21st. And then Jackie was the ninth person voted out. Yeah, 15th. So, so she's... Like, Jackie had definite chops for the game. She was put in a very difficult position on the Champions Tribe with all these... Um, all these athletes around, like Maddie Rogers and stuff, just running the show. And um, it was actually Shawnee um, when Shawnee got switched to her side, uh, uh, swapped to her tribe. That um, was the vote that she actually went home. She thought it was either going to be Shawnee or Tegan, and um, she went home instead. Blindside. She just played too hard. Yeah, I always liked Jackie. I always there was something about her that um, I don't know drew me into her. Maybe it was being a poker player at the time. I liked that sort of player. Um, yeah. She seemed like a good strategist. It just didn't go for her. Uh, so I think she's like a really good, um, I guess, redemption redemption story. Like she could really turn around and and like I've always said, it doesn't matter what. Like you could get voted out first, and it doesn't make you a bad player. Like just given the circumstances. So if she comes back, well, she obviously come back. She could easily go far and just you know. Just prove how good she is. Exactly, exactly. Uh, she's obviously got to handle that physical initial few challenges. But if she can get a footing, I know she um, has a great knowledge for the game. If she can somehow get a footing, get an alliance together, just to pull her through those first four or five votes, she could make a really deep run. It's, if she makes it to merge, she's just going to fade into the background. No one's going to be voting her out because she ain't winning anything. No, that's it. I think also being on the like being one of well five returnees, six returnees on the villains, and probably being one of the like the ones that didn't go very far. It probably makes her less threatening than say a Shawnee, a George, a Geordie who who had deep runs. People remember that. Yeah. Like people will think yeah. of Jackie as like, oh, you're like an early boot. Maybe you're not that. Mate, these are, mate, these are recruits. They don't even know who Jackie is. Well, <laughs> that's true. But if she's like, I've played Survivor before. They're like, oh, where'd you come? Oh, 15th? Oh, you must be pretty pretty average. You know, it's, it's not threatening. When you hear George came second, Geordie came sixth, Johnny came fourth, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, these, these guys, if they get on a roll, they can run the game. So that sort of, that alone says maybe if she can get an alliance early, she could she could go well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Talking about Steve. I'm very no. I want to still talk about Jackie. I'm very. Oh, you're still with Jackie. It. Okay. Uh no. I just wanted to just wanted to input how excited I am to watch her play. She, I've heard her on podcasts. She has some great views on the game, and I really think she can whip some really cool things together if she gets some sort of footing. I totally agree. Um, also, my wife's name's Jackie, and she would kill me if I wasn't rooting for her. So go Jackie. There you go. Go Jackie. Okay for Max's wife. Um, okay, now, and now on that note, let's move on to Steve. <laughs> we got Steve, Steve62. He came, he got voted out fourth um, on the same season as Jackie on Heroes versus Contenders, uh, the first one. What season was it? He, Heroes, no, no, oh, bloody hell. Champions versus Contenders, mate. These are yeah, the champions thanks. of the world. Champion of the world. Champions versus contenders. Yeah. Um, he is class as sneaky Steve. I am a little bit scared that's a little bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> but 
anyway, that's that's what they're that's what they're naming. That's what Ten's pushing them. So obviously, they're obviously liable if it is. So I doubt it is. Um, and he is going to be interesting. I think he's going to make a big splash for the short period of time that he's there. Um, being not the most physically fit person, being 62 years old, is going to make it hard, especially on the Villains Tribe. I've put a little bit more high hopes for Jerry, being 62 on the Heroes Tribe, just because he seems physically fit. He's a free climber, etc., etc., etc. All these things that he does, whereas Steve is a delivery driver, he's a politician, um... There's still always that barrier of that sneaky Steve that everyone talked about. So anyone that does know him, that's automatically what you think of. Yeah. And that is worrying. And it's an easy first boot. Uh, yeah, I look, I could, uh, yeah, you could say that he's an easy first boot, but you know, it's sneaky Steve, mate. You could, you could bet your life that he'll be looking for idols his first day. Um, yeah. I remember, was it the first challenge of his season? He's looking, they won it, and he's looking through the reward in front of everyone, trying to find a clue or something. Um, he's got the reputation, but at the end of the day, he came 21st, was it? Third boot, fourth boot. Uh, that in itself is non-threatening. Um, I, look, if I was there and I see someone like Steve, I'm thinking, I'm picking this guy up because no one else wants him, and if I can make him loyal to me, we can go somewhere, you know? So yeah. he can get in a group. Um, he could be all right. Obviously, physically, it might hinder him, but, mate, sneaky Steve. Like, sneaky know, Steve. He's, he's, got, yeah. he's got stuff up his, up his sleeves, mate. So, I, I just want to, I want, to touch back to, I want to touch back on the idol thing. We've got Simon here who got two idols in one day. We've got George. How many idols did George find? At least yeah, maybe three for the season. Maybe two, at least two. At least two that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, like these are huge plays. Even Shawnee's found an idol. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be. This could be all our idol. Geordie, did Geordie find one? Did I don't. I don't remember. His brother did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his brother did. Um, from what I hear. <laughs> and um, but he's like Geordie's the Joker, so it doesn't matter if he finds idols or not. That's um, probably burn the idol. <laughs> found it. <laughs> probably burn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> chaos. Chaos. That's what we want. That's it. Um. So I, I do worry for Steve that um, he doesn't have the idol finding skills <laughs> to find one, even if he does go looking. Well, right ho- stuff. hopefully it's in the reward they win first, and he can just do it in front of everyone, and, and then he's got it, and everyone knows. Yeah, and then he's got it. He gets, and then he's not first boot. Yeah, oh, look, I hope Steve lasts a while. He's going to be fun. He's got. He's, he's going to be quirky. Fun. He reminds me of um, Ty Trang from um, Ko Rong. He's got that sort of innocence about him which is like fun and he's quirky and you know he's I, I want to see him on my TV okay I do want to see him on my TV I don't know what you mean about innocent the guy's a politician no he's got that, <laughs> he's got that sweetness to him like this he's because he's like little he's a little man you know he's like um like Ty he's got that a little bit of an accent does he I don't know yeah he does he's like he's very likable you know he's very likable those thick glasses he's got it just makes him it's disarming yeah definitely so hopefully he goes well. Hopefully he goes well. Okay, well now that my villainous side is finished, oh, yeah, um, you're done. Let's get through to some heroes. Let's go to heroes. Let's let's go to the the light side. Yeah, from the dark side. What's, where where do you want to start? Returnees or newbies? Let's go. Let's go to the newbies. Let's mix it up. Let's start with Shani Vincent. Have you heard of Shani? Do you watch Home and Away, Tim? 
I do not watch Home and Away. I'm sorry. Sure, you probably do. Uh, she was on Home and Away back in the day, uh, early 2000s. She's 39. She's an actress, and um, she seems she seems fine uh, physically. She looks fit. Um, I don't have much else to say about her, to be honest. Look, um, I've I have watched Step Up 3D, and I believe I haven't watched. It in a lot of years, I very much enjoyed it. From my knowledge, I don't know if she was the star, but she was definitely, I'd say she was the star. I'm going to have to look that up now. Because, um, so she was in that, and that was a huge movie. I think that was one of the biggest of the versions. I feel like uh, it was not a huge movie. No. <laughs> Who's watching Step yeah. Up 3D? No, it was because it was right, right when 3D was hitting its peak. Like, Every, everything was coming out. Anything good was coming out in 3D. But nobody liked and 3D. It, well, they, they liked it at the start, right as it started. But, yeah, she was... That, I very much enjoyed that movie. Um, I was I, I didn't hate the step-ups. Those first three weren't too bad. Right. Um, and, yeah, if that, that, that puts her in my good book straight away. Okay. How do you think she'll like, go for the game? How do I think she'll go for the game? Well, everyone thinks because she's an actor... Um, she's just going to go along with what Pia did and win it like everyone else. She's the most popular winner pick for the newbies. Is that right? Uh, 39 is not old. She still looks reasonably fit. Being an actor, from my knowledge, she did all her own stunts. Uh, she, she was a dancer. So she will... I think she'll surprise anyone that don't doesn't already have confidence in her. Okay. I, I wasn't really sure, but yeah, you might have talked me into a little bit. I'm going to say late pre-merge. Because late pre-merge. I'm not really sure. I'm just going to... That's what I'm going to say. Oh, it's like post-swap area. Yeah, post-swap. Somewhere in there, she might get stuffed in a, in a, in a, um, a scramble, like a, what do you call it, a mix-up, and, and just not have the numbers, and she'll be the target. I, I'm not sure why, but that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, well, I'm I'm seeing her as very light-hearted, and I think she, her innocence on her face, she'll be able to lie very easily. Okay. She'll use her acting skills, and she'll kill it. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. let's move on to someone we've, we've half discussed, Jerry Gelch. Jerry, the is, silver fox, mate. The silver fox. <laughs> yeah, he looked. Oh, he's definitely got the silver hair. Um, he's also sixty-two, same as Steve. They're the two oldest on the season. Um, yeah. Jerry is a pilot, and from what I can tell, he is an actual hero. Uh, he saved people from plane crashes, um, beach dangers, stuff like that. Um, I guess the only argument you can make is if you crash the plane and save people, who, are you actually a hero? But we'll go with that. He's a hero. Um, well, see, he'd never call himself a hero, mate. Heroes don't call themselves heroes. No, well, we'll get there. We'll get there a little bit later. I'll get. I'll go to her next, and we'll, we'll go to that quote. <laughs> but um, he didn't say that. Um, but yeah, he seems like a, a hero. He seems like a nice guy. Um, I can see him get along with a lot of people. Uh, it's obviously the physical part that will hinder him, but at the same time, the heroes probably don't need the physical as much. So he might be right to hang around if he can get in. But the age is a factor. Um, we've seen a lot. The old people sort of get picked off first. So that's where I've got him probably. Yeah, well, first or like second even year. if you look back to Tarzan, Tarzan was never kicked off um, for being old. He was quite it was very physically fit he was a little bit younger than jerry he was 51 when he originally played but 
still still fit from my from what I hear. Jerry still free climbs, free dives, does a lot of sort of stuff that adrenaline junkies go after, like he's a bush pilot. So he might surprise us in the physical department. Might be a little bit slower, but old man strength, mate. Old man strength. That's it. Get in yeah. the whole way through. I'm hopefully goes well, so go on, Jerry. My dad's 67. He still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> okay, let's not go into your traumatic past, Tim. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, let's go to Paige Donald. Paige yeah. is 26. She's a Jillaroo, which I suppose she means where well, she works on like a cattle farm or something, I guess. Sheep yeah. or sheep, I don't know. And she's got the quote you just sort of said. If you think you're a hero, you're a dickhead. Uh, if you don't, <laughs> then you probably are a hero. So I like that. Um, she's obviously doesn't take herself too seriously. And maybe she realises that despite being not being a hero, she can still be on the hero tribe. Um, yeah. She seems like this just a country girl, uh, which is not a bad thing. It can be very disarming. It can be... Um, just you might be able to float by a lot, which is good. Um, yeah, I think Paige will go okay. Yeah, I I think so as well. Being a Jillaroo, she's got to be reasonably fit. So obviously, in Australian Survivor, that's a huge component. I do want to sort of say, um, if she says, if you think you're a hero, you're a dickhead. If you don't think you're a hero, then chances are you're a hero. Um, I don't think any of the villains villains think of themselves as heroes. So does that make them all heroes? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. No, fair enough. Well, I am a bit more excited to watch the villain tribe, so they can be my heroes. I'd say so as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, um, yeah, Paige, Paige looks good. Um, Got to have that token country person on the season. Um, it wouldn't be Australian Survivor without it. And so let's, let's get keen for some cool quotes. Yeah, I should be like... Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> She's, I guess it's like the US version of the like the country southern person. So like yeah. the female version is like someone like Elaine from uh, the Idols, um, Elizabeth from Dave vs. these sort of people who, you know, they've always got big, I guess, big personalities. Um, yeah, good one-liners. And yeah. they generally hang around for a bit. So she should be okay for a while. Yeah. All right. Okay, who you got next for me, Keeping mate? Moving on, we've got Matt Sharp. Now, Matt Sharp is another vampire with no age. Um, couldn't find it anywhere. He's very, uh, from what I can find, um, it's pretty basic on the information. He's a lifeguard. He values yeah. uh, loyalty and mateship. And I feel like he would have been better on season one because he screams boring to me. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, take that and read you that he is a super fan. Oh, where did we find that? He is a super fan. Um, I was listening to a podcast today, and he is a big fan of that podcast. It's an American podcast. Um, and he uh, calls into them regularly, and they talk quite a lot. So I do see him as reserved. I see him as young and quite shy. Uh, if he's over the age of 26, I would be shocked. Okay. But being a lifeguard, he's physically fit. Being young also obviously helps. <laughs> um, means he's probably got a bit more energy than some of the bigger boys. Um, and if my knowledge of him being a super fan is correct, I could see him making a big run. Well, I didn't know the super fan, so that, that excites me. At least he has an idea. Um, yeah, I'll give him a bit more credit then. 
I was probably a little bit disrespectful, but I'll take a little bit of that back. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Um, Someone who I guess he might align with then, given from what I have seen of him, um, is Sam Webb. Sam Webb. We're going to talk about on the Heroes Tribe. He was on season one. Uh, He came sixth on season one. Um, He runs a mental health charity now, and would you believe it's called Livin, L-I-V-I-N. Yes. I'm sure he's got that tattooed somewhere on his ass. Um, yeah, he does. <laughs> if he doesn't, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> well, that's it. Unless, I'm sure Cody would be talking to him right now, making it happen. Exactly. Um, um, or he, Cody's he was... going to be the next person um, as the face of living the charity. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It'd be stupid not to have a little partnership yeah. with uh, American Survivor. Um, Sam was one of the few, well, one of the few, the couple of people who were really pushing the loyalty, mateship type thing in season one, which I know you loved. Um, oh, yeah, I couldn't get enough of that. <laughs> and it, from what I've read, he wants to play differently, but do you think he has it in him? Yes. Yes, I do. I think Sam is going to come back and surprise us immensely. I know a lot of us super fans aren't excited to see him back, but he's coming in as a hero, the original hero. I don't, I don't agree with any of that. I don't agree with any of that, but Sam would have finished his season would have seen how much hate he got. And I genuinely believe he's done some study. He knows a lot more about the game than we can see. And I am quite excited to watch him play again. Even if he flames out, I'm excited to watch him flame out because then it's mateship's dead. Well, so <laughs> yeah, I just, I just hope he comes back with a different game plan because we don't want to see, um, a season one repeat. It was, yeah, it was a bit of a torture there. Um, so yeah. hopefully he's, he's can change his tune a bit and 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 show us something. Yeah. Either way, whether he does go down the mateship route or not, he's going to make a decent run. He's going to make it to the merge, and probably get knocked out for being a challenger beast. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Okay, moving on to another challenge beast. It's David Zacharakis, or Zach Galifianakis, as Buckles is called. It's Zach Galifianakis, eh? Why don't we just call him Zach for a minute? the exact same. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not an AFL man, but he apparently is an AFL player. Uh, I didn't look up what team he played for because I don't really care. Um, Essendon. Essendon, okay. You did. You did the research. I'm sure he was a very good player for them. Um, he was supposedly on his very first game or his very first goal. He kicked on the Anzac Day match. Is it the Anzac Day match? Okay, yeah. Something no. similar to that. Something similar to that. Some very important match between Geelong and Essendon, which are the two of the biggest names in AFL. Yep. And he kicked the game-winning goal. Oh, very good. Well done, Zach Alphanakis. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Zach Alphanakis. Always um, entertaining. Look, I don't have a whole lot about him. He's 32, which is a great age for Survivor. He's obviously physically fit. Um, he only guess, retired from AFL last year. Yeah, I heard it was soon. Uh, sorry, recently. Uh, so that, I guess that he's very fit then because AFL's arguably like one of the most um, endurance-heavy sports in the world. Oh, amen, amen. So he could really, if he, if he can get through, well, he's obviously going to get through pre-merge. If he can get into the post-merge, he could make a huge deep run on all his endurance challenges. Um, yeah. I guess con- uh, contrasting to Liz, being a team sportsman, 
it's easy to make, I guess, alliances. Like you're going to naturally want to be around people. Uh, I could yeah. see him team up with Sean, who's also ex AFL. Just having that AFL background and playing the same sport is huge. Like I imagine they'll be talking about it a lot. Um, so yeah, I've got high hopes for David. I think he will definitely be merge. Um, I probably got him in that yeah, like that four to eight range. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Maybe a little bit further than eight, maybe ninth or tenth, just because of the how physically fit he's going to be. Yep. Um, and how much of an icon he, being Australian, just remember we're in the minority with not watching AFL. That is true. AFL is watched by pretty much the rest of Australia. <laughs> and I dare say a lot of the newbies, a lot of the returnees are going to know exactly who he is. They they love a good AFL player on Australian Survivor. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's going to be known, he's going to be liked, but being known and liked... As much as it's a good thing, it's also a reason to have a target on your back. No, that is true. He's got the high profile. I guess we saw it with Gavin Wanganine. Um, yeah, didn't that go guy. Well. Um, yeah. Who are other AFL players? Obviously, Sean, who's on this one. Um, yeah. Was there any others? I know they had ET, who's a footy player. Yeah, well, Simon Black, who's the biggest oh, name Simon in AFL. Black. I didn't know who he was, but yeah, he was the biggest name in AFL. <laughs> he was supposed to be huge, yeah. And he did pretty well, so... What did he yeah. get? Six, maybe? Fifth or sixth? Seventh, I think. He was Seventh. that um, black... Oh, where was it? He got voted out, then voted out again or something. Yeah. Win his way back. He, he got Daisy out. He kicked out Daisy and then okay. pretty much was a red t- revolving door and went home himself. Well, hopefully David's got more, more personality than Simon Black. That's all I can say. Look, Simon Black, I've heard him commentate. He has personality. He just obviously didn't have the personality of Australia. So yeah, sorry. So I hope he's got enough for the camera because Simon, yeah. we didn't see much of Simon to be fair. So it's hard to, hard to bag him too much. It is very hard to um, know, know him from his season. He definitely doesn't have it on his resume, that's for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. <laughs> um, all right, moving uh, well, on. You brought up Sean. Let's um, jump oh, in. You want to go to Sean? Let's go to Sean then. Okay. okay. Sean Hampson. Um, yeah. Played on season four, Champs versus Contenders 2. Yeah. Um, he's 34. He's an ex-AFL man who's married to Megan Gale. They have two kids together. Uh, nicknamed The Horse for his challenge prowess. Um, he's probably famous for swapping... A real idol for a fake idol with Dave and yeah. said um, something like, I didn't look at it for 14 days. Why didn't I do that? He didn't He didn't look at the fake idol long enough to know yeah. that it was fake. So, yeah. And he got voted out. Uh, he came 11th. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did well. He made the merge but was the obvious target and was second out after merge. Yeah. Um, Sean Handsome. Uh, handsome. <laughs> Um, and the most, probably the most beautiful family in Australia. Um, those kids must be, they're going to be, they're going to be good lookers when they grow up. No, just saying. So, yeah. yeah. Just saying. Um, he is a survivor super fan as well. Um, he loves his survivor. I don't, I don't know how much of a super fan. He's a survivor fan and he was a survivor fan before he came on. He was put on the Contenders Tribe, even though he'd played 90-something AFL games, which is not enough to be a champion, I guess. Um, <laughs> I heard 100 is the mark for a champion, mate. 
Yeah, okay, okay. Well, um, he got, it was just short. Uh, he was really good. I thought he, he had strategy. He just did not have the crew to sort of back him up. He didn't go for an, to enough tribal councils at first to make a mark on the contenders. And then when the swap came, obviously being on the wrong side of the numbers, then getting switched back to the other tribe, he came in and and David and Luke had been going to Tribal Council after Tribal Council after Tribal Council and just ran rings around the rest of the contenders. Um, Sean was the only one really putting up a fight. And some of his ideas were good. Unfortunately, it just didn't pan out the way he wanted. Yeah, I just think he was just... He's just too big a body. Like, you just can't not see him and he's just too physical. So, yeah, it'd be... But Mark won. Mate, Mark won last season. Yeah, I know, but I just I, I just don't see it. Especially after Mark win, it, it's not going to happen again because people have seen what Mark yeah. did. So, like, Mark did... If, if Sean... I think the worst thing that could have happened to Sean was Mark winning last season. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I don't think we'll see that for a while. Like, it's just it's just such an obvious um, thing to say to get someone out. Oh, look how big that is. Such a challenge straight. Like, everyone jumps on board with that. It's so easy to say. So, it's just... Yeah. I just can't see him going... Pass, you know, same thing as last time. Make the merge first, second, or third after the merge, he's gone. First, you remember again, yep, uh, the mayor of Ponderosa. All right, let's move on to our next one. Uh, Ben Law, Ben's 40, he's an author, journalist, radio host, super fan. Um, I've got pretty high hopes for Ben. I think he, he having that super fandom <clears throat> will hold him in good stead. He looks somewhat physically adept. Um, and I've, I think he's going to go deep in this game. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I look at him and all I see is approachable. I just see someone that's going to get along with everyone. Whether that becomes a good thing or a bad thing, we'll find out. But he just looks approachable and adaptable to me. And being a super fan is just a nice little bonus for him. Yep, agree. Um, I think having journalism and, and radio hosts, like he's obviously chatty because you're on the radio and I'm sure he's got like just stories to tell people. And he's he's 40, which you think might be a bit old, but Australian Survivor, we do see a, a few older winners. So I think he's a, he's a good shot and he's in my top three as well. Okay, there you go. Um, I don't have him in the top three. The top three. Um, I have him sort of in that sixth or seventh position because... I think he's going to be strategic threat. And by the end of the game, I can possibly even see him running one of the alliances. Yep. Agreed. Uh, possibly going after the physically fit people. And unfortunately, when you're running the alliance, you're out in front, you get whacked around that six or seven mark. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. Rogue Ruben. Uh, it's 32. She's a film director, animal activist. Um, from what I can tell, she spent six years undercover as a lion poacher filming a documentary um, to try and expose them. Um, she seems like a nice person. Um, I guess she's a hero. She's doing that sort of stuff. I think she's going to be some sort of loyal player once she finds her alliance, and that's where, that's where I am with Rogue. Yeah. I, I, I like her. I think she's going to be... Uh, Awesome at confessionals. I think anyone that can go undercover for six years can play Survivor at least for a week. Um, I have her sort of um, struggling at the swap 
but I don't think I don't I don't even think heroes are gonna bloody go to tribal before the swap. So until the swap happens, I don't see an issue. Yeah, I can probably get on board with that. All right, we've got three left, and these three are probably arguably well, probably three of the no top five quality players of the game. Uh, yeah, we'll go with Nina, Nina Twine. Um, Nina Diaz Twine. Well, I don't, it's not Diaz Twine, is it? I think it's just Twine. Oh, is it? Which is it's strange to say without the Diaz. Uh, it's so she can hide who her mother is. <laughs> no one, no one pick it. Yeah. Um, she broke her leg in um, Bloodverse Water, playing with her yeah. mum Sandra, famous Sandra, who won this season in America. Heroes as villains. Um, everyone, as a villain. As a villain, as a villain, Nina's playing as a hero. So it's 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 going to be fun to watch. I'm sure we'll hear about her mum plenty of times. Um, from what we saw from Nina in that game, she was very, very good. Uh, yeah. She had a very good alliance. She was very good socially. She was very good strategically. I thought she was on track to go extremely deep in that game, if not win it. Um, yeah. So I've got very high hopes for Nina. Yeah, I do as well. I think she's going to go really, really well. In Australian Survivor, being an American, being the only American on the tribe, I think we'll probably swing into a uh, swing into a into the good category, into a pro. She's very she loves to talk. From my knowledge, she's supposed to be the funniest person people have ever met. Is that right? Um, so she's supposed to be very good around camp and very entertaining. I know her and Geordie. We're quite close in their season. I dare say they're probably even closer since. I know that she's talked to a lot of the other players. Um, as of recent, I don't know if anyone's been following her, but she's been catching up with a little bit of everyone when she came back to Australia after Blood vs. Water. I think she's come in with pre games, and I think she'll go out in that very late merge spot. I see her being an absolute threat. And the only reason she gets voted out is because of mom, because of her mum. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Um, I feel like if she if, at that stage of the game, she's a threat to herself. Like I can't yeah. see the Sandra being an issue. Um, it wasn't really an issue for her in her own game, so I, I I don't think the reputation will will get her. I just think it's she's obviously good, and I think people know that. From from what I can think is she's proved herself in Blood vs Water. She's proved. Proved that she can play the game and she played the game well. Everyone saw her having a deep run. Anyone that watched Blood vs. Water and knows who Sandra is, it's always going to be in the back of their mind. Yeah. I don't see her winning this game. A lot of people have her, have her as their winner pick. I just can't see it. And I hope, I, I hope I'm proven wrong. At the same time, I also don't hope I'm proven wrong. I'd like the money to stay in Australia. But <laughs> she... She would. It would be really cool to see her win. I just don't think she will because of that stigma that everyone thinks is gone. I don't think it's gone. She proved herself in Blood vs. What she proved herself on her own without a mum, and that makes her scarier to me than she was in Blood vs. Water. Famously voted out her mum, so yeah. um, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. Like, yeah, I don't think she's going to win, but I think she'll dominate at some stage. Um, two oh, left. Let's go Flick from uh, Brains vs. Brawn. Flick's 30. She's a surfer. She came third in Brains vs. Brawn, and she was known as the challenge beast of the season, really. Um, her story was her mum died uh, during the filming. 
And that was, a, I guess, an emotional moment uh, around like the final maybe seven, I think it was, somewhere around there. Um, I Flick will go well. She's obviously like very – like she's a challenge beast. My only concern is the whole story around her was we need to get her out or she'll win. That's what we last saw of her. If we don't vote her out now, she's going to win the game. And I think she's going to carry that into this season. So – Despite the heroes being really strong and winning a lot of the challenges, I can see her still being a target just because of that reputation that she has. Uh, I actually disagree completely. I think there's too many recruits on this season that probably haven't watched an episode of Survivor, <laughs> don't have a clue who she is. And out of the heroes, I'd put her in that mid-range, that mid-threat range. It's been proven that she didn't have a... Um, strategic game. If she comes back with a strategic game, she is going to be a force to be reckoned with because she's got the physical game down pat. She's got the social game down pat. If she comes back with a strategic, a strategical game. I don't know why I'm struggling to say that so so much. <laughs> I think she'll kill it. She's got friends with George. She's got friends with Haley. Uh, who else was on that tribe? Simon was on that tribe, and they were sort of friends, sort of not. Yeah, she is I don't see her as as big a threat as Simon, George, or Haley. She, I think she's going to fade into the background for a bit there. And if she has, if she comes back like Abby did in All-Stars, yeah. with some sort of strategic game, I think she'll kill it. Yeah, look, I could see it happening, um, but they can't all go deep. And <laughs> so I've got to pick someone to not go deep for yeah. this tribe. Um, and... Yeah, like she she's not in your face or anything, so that's probably to her benefit. Like she can she can hide a bit, um, yeah. but I think just the target of reputation might get her. Right. Well, I'll talk about where I think she'll be later in the later in the episode. I feel like that's yeah. a spoiler, Tim. Well, I think that might be a spoiler, guys. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, lucky last, yeah. Haley Leak, our only yeah. winner of the season. She won brains versus brawn in a great game all round. Um, had all three components. Um, strategical, physical, social. Uh, like I said before, she was voted out at one stage but came back from Redemption Rock and and really teamed up with George um, to really dominate the end part of that game. There's some nice moves they, they made together. Um, really logical thinker. Haley is a really good player, but we sort of touched on it earlier. Just being the only winner and being who she is, I don't see her making merge. Okay. Um... She is, as I said earlier, she is the best shaped winner that we have. And I mean shaped as in she can shape herself into any nook, any cranny. And if anyone, if any one winner came back this season, she's the person that gets to merge, in my mind. If any of the other Australian winners came back this season, she is the one that gets to merge and passed. I don't get me wrong. If she got voted out the very first week, I, I it wouldn't be a huge shock to me. But she is awesome. She is so good at this game. Her entire personality, uh, history was made for Survivor. I think her being a winner will be always in people's minds. But I think she'll charm them. I think. She 
will manipulate the situation. She'll have the right allies in the right spots at the right time because she has the best mind for the game of anyone that I can see. Yeah. And like when we look back to that, I'm a survivor purist. I don't like she got voted out. I've heard from other super fans. Was, was that just karma? A twist that screwed her to a twist getting her back in? Um, which I, which sort of opened my mind up a little bit to that. And you've got to play the game. That is part of the game in Australian Survivor. People getting voted out. Tara got voted out, came back to being runner up. Tara got voted out, she came fourth. Um, it's, it happens on pretty much every season. So it's pretty much part of the game. And being a Survivor purist, we, do have to be adaptable ourselves. Haley is going to kill it this season, I think. Whether she goes is only there for a short time or for a long time, she is going to make some magic happen. Look, I hope so, and because yeah, I'm obviously who's not a Haley fan. Um, I hope I hope she does go well. Um, yeah, like you, you can only play the game in front of you, and she did that and, and made it work to her advantage. If she's in a tough spot, tough spot this time, I hope she can get out of it and do something similar. Uh, I'm just not convinced, but look, she's got all the skills required to go well. So good luck to her. Good honor. Good luck, Haley. <laughs> good Thank luck, Haley. That's it. Um, so that's all the cast done. Um, do you want to go through our picks for things? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hit me with your first boot. So my first boot of the season. And look, I hate to say this, but and, and look, I wrote this down before we started, and I feel like I'm second guessing myself, but I'm going to go with. <laughs> Sneaky Steve. Sneaky Steve. He's going to get himself yeah. in trouble. And, yeah, look, it's definitely the villains are going to lose the first few challenges. They're going to look for strength. He's the oldest. And unless he finds an idol, Sneaky Steve is going. Yeah. I completely agree. Sneaky Steve is oh, my no. Stevie. Stevie, I'm sorry, mate. Um, if you aren't voted out first, you're probably voted out second. Yeah. He is just like I hope I hope he gets far, further he from my memory of him he was entertaining I, I guess he was entertaining in I guess some of the stupidity but he was entertaining and I hope to at least get a few confessionals out of him his boot episode yeah um okay let's go first boot from the other tribe because we've both got a villain who's the first boot from the heroes tribe uh, first, vote, first boot from the Heroes Tribe. I am looking at. Oh, who's yours? Because it's, I it's a tough one. one. Look, I, I've written down <laughs> Jerry, but I, I want to take Jerry back out. And going through the list, it's it's you can see like they're all good players. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right out on a limb. I'm going with Haley. I just don't think it's her game. I'm sorry, it's not her. It's not. She's done her game. She won it. Did it really well. This is not for her. Okay. Um, I am going to go. I'm going with Matt Sharp. Yeah, Matt Sharp. Uh, yeah, Matt Sharp. Don't get me wrong. I got high hopes for him. He's a super fan. He's young. He's energetic. But he looks, from what I can tell, he looks very shy. Um, job, I don't know if he's going to mesh as well as we possibly he'd possibly like to. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, who's going to find the first idol of the season? Simon, straight away. Simon. Go, Simon. You got this, mate. You got this. I'm going George. I think he's going to need it. 
he's going to think he needs it, sorry. So he's going to look the hardest, and George will find the first idol. George will find the first idol. Yeah. And this yeah. is it. Drum roll. Winner picks, Tim. Winner pick. And Flick. Flick. Flick has got it. Flick has got it for me. I believe that she would have watched her season and she would have been disgusted with how little strategy she had. Um, I think she is too big of a worker. Um, being a big wave surfer, you want to compete. You want to be there. You, you risk your life doing that sort of stuff. And she, there was no way she watched her season without putting in some work. She's going to come back with the most, uh, the most relationships in the game. And she's going to be the least target out of those relationships. I believe. So I've got her winning the game. Her jury speech is going to be awesome. Right. Yeah, I could look, I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. Um, I'm tossing up between two. It's between Liz and Ben. And I'm going to go with Ben. And and I guess the reason I've chosen him over Liz is because of he's on the Hero Tribe. I just think they're going to be so much more dominant. Um, so he'll have, you know, he, he's definitely long for the game. He's a good age for an Australian winner. Um, he's just, I think he's got a bit of everything. He's got the physical, he's got the, the social, and he, he just seems a bit cunning. Um, I think he can hide as well. He's not going to be like a huge target at Merge because he's not that big. And yeah. I just... I feel like he could do something special here, so I'm going with Ben. Yeah. I just know that whether it's Flick or Ben or um, Nina or Haley or, or Sean, it is going to be a hero. I don't see Australia Australians putting a villain to win this season. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's... It's just not in our nature. We, I don't think we could do it to ourselves. It's interesting because um, I'm, I'm rooting for the villains, and well, we just we had a conversation okay, yeah. before the podcast about which one of us is the hero or the villain. And when you called me the hero, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to be the hero. I want to be the villain. I want to be the one having fun <laughs> and, and doing the things." Um, yeah. So it, it, I don't, I'm not sure if all Australians have that that, that idea, but um, the villains are definitely the more entertaining tribe. Oh, definitely, definitely. I completely agree with that. They're also going very much struggle at the start. If swaps at eighteen. I think they'll be lucky to win one challenge. Right, fair enough, fair enough. The more the more challenges they lose, the more people they lose, the more the heroes can chop and change who's in the challenges. It just it it becomes a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um let's just go on to our final segment. I've got some a bit of fun here, a bit of a game we can play. Um yeah. we're going to put some bets on for the season. Okay. And we're going to choose each side of a coin. So we're going to have one, one each. And um, that way, yeah, we'll get points. There's, thir- there's 13 bets. And uh, whoever comes out with the most wins this season between me and you. Yeah. Did you hear that, Labrokes? Yep. <laughs> we, uh, you're always on my television. You might as well be on our podcast. Are they sponsors? I don't know. Are they sponsor everything else. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, yeah. And then every, I'll, you'll get to choose, and then the next one I'll get to choose, and then vice versa. So every second we'll get to choose what you want. Okay, so this yeah. is it. Who will have more numbers at merge, hero or villain? Hero. Hero, okay. So the next one's mine. Um, yeah, the next one's yes. Will we have a medivac this season? I'm going to say yes. Okay, um, well, I would have said no, so that works out perfectly for me. 
Okay. In the first week, so the first three episodes, how many times will we hear the word blindside? So I've set a line here. And for those of you that don't know, a line is a number and you do it with a half a point. So the line's 14 and a half. So if it's 15, it's overs. And if it's 14, it's unders. So in the first week, how many times will we hear the word blindside mentioned? And the line is 14 and a half buckles. Under because half this cast don't know what a blindside is. Going in the unders. I would have taken the overs, so I'll take that. That's good for me. Um, when will the first idol be found? So this is for me. I'm, and I've got um, episode one and a half. I'm going to say the first idol is found over episode one and a half. So episode two onwards. Okay. And I'm going to say episode to, one or the first half of episode you, two. You have to take... No, no, no. Two's, two's all mine. <laughs> okay. Next one for you. So I've got I've got episode one and you've got every other episode. Well, that's the line. The line was set. I set the line, <laughs> so you get what you give. Um, All right. Yep. In what episode? In which episode will JLP make his first sexual innuendo in a challenge? And the line first is, episode. The line is two and a half. So you want to go under. I'm going under. Right. So first episode, first challenge. First, nah, not not first challenge. Oh, it says nah. It's there's serious gotta be time. Balls. There's got to be balls. Okay, okay. He loves oh, the uh, Yeah, I reckon definitely two and a half. That means I got one and two. I'm yeah. I'm happy with that. Okay, okay. Right, okay. You, you'd be surprised what you can you like say with the word balls. <laughs> that is true. There's a lot of balls in um in Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> um in episode one, how many times will the confessional start with the exact words as a hero or as a villain? And I've got the line at nine and a half, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna take the unders. Okay, good, because I wanted to take the over. Right, okay. That's only for episode one. That's only for episode one, yeah. but there's a lot of confessionals to get out in episode one. There is. And as a hero, <laughs> they'll, I can see it already. And as a villain, it's they're like people are just definitely going to say that, and yeah. I'm going to manipulate them to say that even if they don't. Okay, I'll give you this one because I know you're going to enjoy this. How many times in episode one will we hear someone, including himself, refer to Geordie as the Joker? And the line is three and a half. Three and a half? Mate, yeah. over. Definitely over. You're going the overs. This is only for Joker, one episode. I don't, I don't see Geordie lasting that long anyway. One episode. And I think they're going to use it as much as they can in one episode, definitely over th- three times. Right. Definitely. Okay. No, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I, it, was, it was very... He's going to introduce himself as the Joker. Yeah. yeah. There's one right there. But no one else is calling him that. <laughs> we'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, this is for me. How many times will we hear Macedonian Jesus or Bankstown in the first episode? And the line is four and a half. And I'm going to take the unders again. Okay, well I'm again going to take the overs. So that's okay. fine. Beautiful. I think um, he's going to he's going to bring it up three times himself, yep. and people are going to be laughing at him because he's going to be such a big target. A lot of the conversation is going to be about him. Yeah. I, I dare say one person will say, you better pray to Macedonian Jesus. Well, I can see him, you know, like, he'll be a target and in his commercials, like, I need to pray to Macedonian Jesus. Yeah. I'm just a guy from Bankstown. And that's two in one, one confessional right there. <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. I got the under You picked wrong and that was yours. Oh, I should have <laughs> gone the overs. Um, <laughs> next one for you. How many times will we hear the word queen in episode one? Over under five and a half. Oh... So you got Haley, obviously you got Nina talking about her mum, perhaps. Yeah. George might talk about the Queen, you know? Yeah. Um half. What do you want? Well I'm gonna go under just because I gotta I gotta lose one. 
Okay. Yeah. You have to lose one. Right. We're going to lose one, so I'm going to go under, and it's going to be over. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, how many idols in the season are we going to see? Over, under, five and a half. I'm going to take the overs. I think there's going to be more than five idols. Yeah, definitely. With the amount of um, idol finders yeah. and paranoid, especially like as we talked about, Simon doesn't want to go home with an idol in his pocket. I see him at least finding one idol and he's going to play it. It's going to be re-hidden. There's two right there. Yeah, okay. Um, So just on that then, when will we see the first idol play? Episode five and a half over under. 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 So in the first five episodes, we'll see an idol. Yeah, we'll have to. I think George or um, Shawnee or someone, one of those two big players will just have to play one. Okay. And then they'll work their shit out after that. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Um, How many people who have been voted out will come back into the game? And this is for me, and the line is one and a half. (sighs) It's a tough one because last season we saw, what, three come back in, and then the one before that, I think just Haley came back. Yeah. Um, And Cara. Yeah, oh, sorry, and Cara, that's two there. So I'm going to go the overs then. I'll take the overs. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. Getting that. And the final question. Just to make up the episodes. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They've got to do those. Just just cast more people if you need to make up time. Um, The final question is, who will win, a hero or a villain? Hero. Hero will win. Straight away. No question. Hero will win this season. Right. Okay, so that's the bets done. We'll play along uh, throughout the season and see, because some of them are obviously episode one and some of them will continue for a few episodes. And we'll we'll keep tally and uh, I guess the winner can... Oh, buy a case of beer or something. Laugh at the other one? Yeah, yeah I'll just laugh. It's a cheaper way than yeah. <laughs> buying beer. I just wanted to sort of do a shout-out. So, obviously, this is our first episode coming out. And if you've made it this far, we'd love for you to uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Survivor, Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter, or on Twitter, Survivor uh, at Survivor3Bs. So 3BS, um, I had to hide bullshit in there somewhere. <laughs> and we're, a, we're the podcast made by super fans with super fans for super fans. We aren't going to have any players on this season unless they're a super fan. We want you. We want the people that made it an hour and a half into this podcast. So please get in contact with us. You might be on our next episode. Uh, we want to reach out anyone in the community that wants to come on and have an opinion just one one week just say hey i want to come on chat about the episode and uh yeah that's what we're after um try and build a bit of a fan base and hopefully you had a bit of fun listening to us if you made it this far congratulations (laughs) (laughs) uh well congratulations mac we made it (laughs) we did first one's in the books Um, onwards and upwards onwards and upwards uh good on you mate all right mate see you next week Is this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.